Welcome to the podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. How are you doing? How are you doing today? Yeah, the episode is called Flip Your Trip. And as a light worker, it's my privilege to cheer you up today. It's my privilege to remind you that there are two choices. There is light and there is might. And we saw a display in our nation's capital in the middle of this week where it was um, a full-blown explosion of might, you know, and there's a lot of reasons behind it. And I don't know where your politics are. And I've resolved to not identify so very much with politics and stories that are going on in the news after this month, because I really do think our institutions held. We, we went through a test. And my point to you is, dear listener, that your journey on this earth is a matter of personal power. It's a matter of your vibration. Now, I really look forward to sharing with you some of the concepts in this podcast. So just get comfortable. You know, maybe you have um, a cup of tea. I love listening to podcasts in the morning. I get up at 4 a.m. every day and after I make my coffee and pour four liters of water that I will drink all day and take care of my cats, I sit in my favorite chair and I turn on the daily um, from uh, New York Times and then I ask uh, my smart speaker what the flash briefing is and then I'll listen to a podcast. I've got so many favorites and I hope this one's turning out to be a favorite for you. My goal is to provide a space for your mind with a really nice screen-free indulgence to kind of explore some of the concepts that yoga teachers talk about a lot and to the laity, to the casual observer, to uh, to you perhaps, you know, it can seem a little jumbled sometimes. And I'm just excited to share with you what some of these concepts mean. Okay. So again, thank you so much for taking time for this. You know, maybe you're listening to this while you're on a walk. I think that's the best. You know, we got to get 10,000 steps a day every day to stay healthy and to lose weight as well as maintain weight loss, I mean, 10,000 steps is like minimum. So hopefully you're out on a walk maybe hearing this. And that that makes me happy to be your little companion. I love sharing. I love talking. I love teaching. I love people. I really do. I, I love people. And so therefore, I love you. You know, God put us all together on this earth to help each other out. And I do believe that there are some concepts that are meaningful and helpful to wrap one's brain around. Okay. So congratulations on choosing this high vibration content and this screen-free indulgence today. All right. So vibration, what does that mean? Sometimes we can think about vibration as sort of a continuum. You know, it's a chakra thing. So the idea is that at, at our very lowest energies, at our very basest it's fuck you. All right. Sorry for the expletive if you weren't um, expecting that. But like, seriously, when we are down in our lower energies, it's all about us, our needs, and how the whole wide world simply will not devote itself to making me happy. And then in our highest energies, 
we call this vibration, you know, if we're vibrating at our highest energies, then it's all about gratitude. Now, gratitude isn't, you know, pretending everything's okay or that you're happy. No, let me let me explain something about vibration. When my dog died in September, it broke my heart. It broke my heart probably more than losing my mother. I don't know why. <laughs> but I mean, I love my mom and I hurt bad. I still hurt. But there's just something different. My dog, can I tell you the story? Seriously, check this out. Because it is the example I am giving to you about vibration and gratitude. So, you know, he had been having seizures and we knew he was nearing the end of his life. His sister died about six months before. So, you know, we knew that his time was coming, right? And on this one particular middle of the weekday in the middle of a day, I had just returned from the supermarket and I had deli chicken with me. I was not practicing the 10 lifestyle essentials <laughs> in light 10 up, mind you. I was deep in my funk uh, where I gained 30 pounds. I mean, I gained 60 really. But anyway, point is this. I was giving him little pieces of deli chicken and he was all happy because, you know, who doesn't like a treat? You know, when you're a dog and your mom is eating bad food and she shares it with you, you know, it's just a good time. And we're watching... Drew Barrymore's television show. You know, this is probably like the third episode, you know, from when she started mid-September. So we're watching Drew Barrymore and Charlize Theron is being interviewed. And Drew is making these gestures where she's closing her eyes and, and just looking up at the sky. And I'm taking pictures because, you know, it's kind of fun because Nemo is watching Drew Barrymore interview Charlize Theron. And I'm like, oh, I know. This is good. Huh? This is good TV. My dog loves this. I love this. We're having fun. And then he gets this weird look on his face. He goes onto the floor. I give him another piece of chicken. And the light is streaming in our windows. I love that I took pictures. I mean, you know, when you do something without deciding to do it, you're just doing it. That was my taking pictures in this moment. I just was clicking away. You know, I'm drinking uh, rosé wine. You know, it's 11 a.m., yeah, <laughs> this was me before I got my act together. So I got no problem telling you I was eating buffalo wing sort of deli chicken tenders. I mean, God knows how much they're breading this before they fry it. But I'm eating chicken tenders and drinking rosé at 11 in the morning, watching Drew Barrymore's television show, hanging out with my dog. And he gets this weird look on his face. And then you know, he's on the floor. I'm sitting in my armchair. And so then he walks away from me to come toward me because there's little steps that we put by the couch because we have old pets. So we have stairs near our bed and our couch. So he walks away from me. He walks up the little steps to get to the couch and one of his little feet can't can't grab the step. He's like struggling and I'm, and I'm watching this. I'm not filming it at this point. I'm just like, whoa, he's having a hard time. I should go over there. But I'm sitting watching and he gets his little body up the little couch stairs. He gets onto the couch and then he walks toward me and he stops halfway. And there was this, I remember because there's it's still there. I've left it. I haven't moved it. There was a, a couch pillow and he just, he laid on his tummy and he's looking at me and he's breathing weird. So I go, I go to him because, you know, the armchair is right by the couch. I go to him and I pet him and he's breathing real heavy and he has this serious vibe that was not unlike when my mother died. 
I was in hospice with her for days before she passed. And we weren't there when she took her final breath. I felt like that was too sacred for me. Like I needed my stepdad to be there instead. I was like, Papa, this moment's for you. So I'm, I'm leaving. That's why I said my goodbyes. And my mom hadn't moved voluntarily for three days because we were sitting there watching her, you know, breathe, labored uh, without really moving her body for three days. But when I went to say goodbye, she reached for me. She moved her body. It was it was profound, kind of like when a baby goes to a grown up, like a brand newborn. And people are like, oh, they're going to you. That's how I felt. My mom, my mom was reaching for me. I mean, we thought she was never going to move again. And it's not like she opened her eyes, but she 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 turned her body toward me. She lifted her arms. And I was like, oh, my God, she wants me to stay. She wants me to stay. So I I hugged her and I said, Mom, Mom, it's time. Come on. We've got this, all right? It's like you're in the garden here. Time to put down your tools and come in the house. Okay, Mom, you've done all the good work. We're, we're going to be sad, but we're going to help each other. We're going to get through this, you know. You don't have to stay here. You you can go. You can go see your mother. You can go see those who are waiting. You can see your father that was shot down over Czechoslovakia in his fighter plane in World War II. You know, never got to see him after she lost him when he was deployed as part of the real Antifa. Anywho, not trying to step on your toes. I'm just telling you guys. So my dog was breathing like that. So I knew what I was in for. And I held him and I said, you're a good boy. You are such a good boy. Mommy loves you. Mommy loves you. And he died. He drew his last breath. And there he was. And my husband was at his workstation, you know, because he's working from home. And he saw the whole thing happen. And and then we, you know, went to the vet to turn over his body. and. The whole thing I'm telling you here is it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. But I, I'm a light worker. I, I'm a yoga teacher. Like I practice what I teach and I just, I, I clung to gratitude. I was like, God gave me the best way to say goodbye to him. You know, I hate that he's not here. I hate every morning that he's not here. But the gift I got of being able to hold him as he took his last breath, he, he came to me. I mean, it's not like he went off into the back bedroom and passed away or he went into the bathroom underneath the sink and passed away. It's not like that happened because that happens when animals pass. No, he came to me. He came to me to say goodbye. So what I'm telling you is gratitude isn't something that you just pull out of your pocket and pretend that you're happy. That's not what it means. It means that you look for what was good. I practiced gratitude when my mom died. I said, gosh, I'm so glad I had a mom that I loved this much to be sad. You know, not everybody has that. I'm glad she was my mom. She made me who I am. I have so many qualities inside of me that are hers. So anyway, friends, here's the thing. I was describing earlier in the week in a video I posted that I felt like my heart got punched in the face, you know, when the Capitol was desecrated. And So here we are. I've read a lot of posts. Folks are not sleeping well. People are feeling really sad. You know, I I had disrupted sleep. And I know I drank more alcohol this week than I meant to. And I haven't lost any weight this week. So, you know, I'm in the same boat with everybody. We're, We're in a place where we're having to stop and really reflect. So what's a yoga teacher to do with this? 
You know, I, I have something to offer and vibration is everything. So gratitude, there you are. It's the highest vibration. It's the highest place a human can be is thank you. Okay. So the lowest vibration we said was F you, right? And the highest vibration is thank you. So when you are tripped up in the world and someone makes you mad or something makes you mad or you feel mad about something that happened because someone did something or said something, there's a way for you to stop and be grateful. You know, my favorite thing in traffic is when people drive in a way that I feel like is being very rude or dangerous. I just say, thanks for reminding me about how come I have a great driving record. My insurance is very cheap and I am a safe driver. Thanks for reminding me that driving unsafely makes other people upset. So thank you for the reminder. You know, I just try to say thank you for the reminder of how I don't want to live. And so these folks that took matters into their own hands, what were they searching for where they got sucked in? Think about it. You know, the algorithms behind social media content are well-documented and your brain has this thirst, this hunger, this need for information, especially information that confirms how you feel. So let's think about the highest vibration possible in this conversation. You are a human and you are walking around on this rock, the third one from the sun. It's going 6,000 miles an hour hurling through space. You are a flesh-covered skeleton made of stardust. And there's other people on the planet, too. So what do you do with that? Well, especially when in, we're in a pandemic on top of this, and you can't very well see people and go to a party without any masks on and still call that a good thing. So what do you do? Well, last year, like I share, I didn't do very well for a long time. And I forgot my practice. And then I got back on top of things and wrote a book. And I'm just really excited to help you. You know, it, it helped me. I have 10 steps. And so I called the book Light 10 Up. And it's called 10 Lifestyle Essentials to Glow By. And I'm drawing from the 10 years I spent as a social worker where I helped people set and achieve goals that had to do everything with happiness, safety, and security. And then I spent 10 years as an elite personal trainer where I worked alongside clinical, medical, supervised weight loss programming overseen by the really the founder of Pro Club in Bellevue. It's the Microsoft Gym. And Dr. Mark Domenico, he wrote the paper, the, the original white paper on children's open heart surgery. He also is the heir to the Mission Pasta Fortune, which is kind of ironic because the 2020 Lifestyles program that he created has everything to do with turning away from carbs. So I just think that's kind of sweet. But anyway, I was there for 10 years and I became an Ironman triathlete and coach, group fitness instructor and yoga teacher. And it's because I was there for years and years, I learned everything about metabolic syndrome X, diabetes, prediabetes, asthma, arthritis. We learned everything we needed to know to treat metabolic disorders. And so I have a lot of experience coaching clients. And then I left to do a corporate gig with Starbucks. And that was a lot of fun. I got to be a coach. And we offered nutrition, fitness, and genuine human connection. Helped people achieve their goals. 
And as a yoga teacher trainer, these last 10 years, it's been all about helping take people from their practice to their calling. So that's my story. And when I really sank into the deepest depression after my dog died in 2020 in the fall, I I came to this place. I was like, this food and this alcohol aren't working anymore. They're just not. I mean, I let myself grieve. I was like, okay, Danielle, Nemo has passed on September 17th. Give yourself a couple of weeks to just sleep in, do whatever. You don't even got to leave the house because you don't have a dog to walk anymore. So just all I did was meet up with my best friend to walk two times a week around Green Lake. That's the only time I left the house or to go grocery shopping when I didn't use Instacart. So I got to this place where I was like, okay, the food and the booze are not working anymore. I can't even taste this anymore. It doesn't feel good. I don't feel good. And then the sweetest thing happened. Rob Lowe was doing an Atkins commercial on TV. And he just looks in the camera and he goes, Atkins, it's keto. It's free. It's always been there. It's always available to you. And I remembered, oh my God, you know, in 2008, I went from 157 pounds to 127 pounds inside of like a month and a half on Atkins. And then I maintained that weight loss till my mother died. So a good four years. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do Atkins. And then my buddy, she said, hey, you know, our, our hairdresser friend is doing hard 75. I'm like, what's that? Because, you know, I don't really use the internet when I'm upset. And I did not look at the internet pretty much from April to September. And so my point is this. I was like, okay, um, let's see it. And it had all these things to do every day. And as I got in the zone, I realized, hey, I can do yoga every day. So I took a yoga mat and I wrote down all the months of the year and resolved to make a hashtag, you know, little mark every time I did a class. Sure enough, um, I started October 10th and today is January 9th and I've done a class every single day. I went from 187 pounds to this morning I weighed 163 pounds. And so here we go. I wrote a book and I put all these essentials together. And I just want to tell you a little bit about the essentials to help you take some action that is positive and life affirming and makes you feel happier and better and maybe takes your attention away from the news, you know, away from from social media that makes you feel sad sometimes you know, gets you off of Twitter if that's a habit that's not serving you anymore. I mean, that's what it came to. I realized that the alcohol and the food were not serving me any longer. The carbohydrates, they made my stomach hurt, made my body hurt. I had all this weird pain in my joints. And I was like, geez, Louise, I used to be an Ironman triathlete. Like, do you know what that means? That means a race day that is 170.6 miles. Don't forget the 0.6 miles under your own power in one day under 15 hours, and I've done it twice. And I've done the half distance six times. And I've done the Olympic distance three times. And I've done the sprint distance 32 times. So I'm like, I did 10 marathons in my life. What have I become? So Rob at Rob Atkins, Rob Lowe looks in the TV and it felt like he was speaking to me. He was like, it's free. There's nothing to join. I was like, you know what? You're right. So lifestyle essential number one. I like to call this one wake up because if I don't do this step every day, I'm asleep at the wheel. I need to be woke. So I get on the scale unequivocally, you know, every day, up or down, no matter what, 
I get on the scale. And some days I feel really confident, like, yeah, you know, I kind of went to bed a little hungry. I got in a lot of activity. I'm sure I'm going to get a great result. Or I'll be like, you know, I snuck in a couple of extra handfuls of nuts. Maybe I had two Atkins candies instead of just one. You know, I think I had a third cocktail instead of two. You know, but I'll make myself get on the scale because if I'm so scared that I can't see it, guess what? The next day, it's going to be worse. And the next day, it's going to be worse. And that's how I fall apart. I have gained and lost 60 pounds 60 times. And it's just, I'm not going to do that anymore, as I said 59 other times. But thanks for listening. So I get on the scale, I weigh, and I write it down. Now I'm using a journal at this point. I write it down. I know there's a lot of tech and I use some apps and stuff too, but I have paper journals and I have crates of them. And whenever I want to do time travel, I open the closet and I see what I was doing and thinking and saying to myself when I was in the zone. You know, sometimes I'll find journals that I started, didn't finish, and then I got the results I earned there. But the deal is, after I weigh myself and write it down, I look at my app called Nutritionix, and I create the day. I plug in what I'm going to have for dinner because I know that going in, what it's going to be because I planned ahead and went to the store. And I put in my coffee and my breakfast and my lunch. And then I look at how many calories I have for, for fun. And I'm like, ooh, how do we want to spend it? Do I want to have sugar-free cheesecake? Do I want to have a vodka soda? Do I want to have a hard kombucha or a hard seltzer? And, you know, I, I create the day. And then I look, I look at the results. It tells you in real time how much protein, carbohydrate, fat, how much vitamin A, C, uh, how much fiber you're getting. And so, it, you know, I want to hit my targets. And it's, it's recommending what they are. So it's like having a dietitian in my phone. So I tweak the choices. I, I'll look at the graph and if it's like half fat and 25% alcohol and then the other 25% split between carbs and, oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Okay, so it's half fat because I'm doing keto slash Atkins, 25% protein. And yes, the other 25%, I like to have split between alcohol and carbohydrates. Does that make sense? If I have more carbs that day, I'll have less booze. If I want more booze, then I keep the carbs really low. I don't want to come off as an alcoholic, but I'm I'm here to tell you, I try to keep it at two drinks minimum. I'm sorry, maximum. Yeah, two <laughs> two drinks. And I try to stick to that. And some days I have one, some days I have zero, but it's 2020 going into 2021. So, you know, perfection is not a lifestyle. And as long as I'm losing weight, I make those choices accordingly. So I don't know if that's helpful for you, but gosh, the whole reason I wrote the book was my favorite segment in Shape Magazine every month was always, what does the gym, you know, personal trainer have in her gym bag? What does the aerobics teacher have in her gym bag? Like, what do they do for their lifestyle? I mean, I'm being honest. So Anyway, I keep it all under 1,200 calories. If it fits, it ships. I'm going to enjoy what I want as responsibly as possible and hit my numbers. So I've been losing weight, so it's working. So I'm going to stick with it. But like I said, this week's been a little wacky, so I'll probably not drink very much next week and, and get back into weight loss mode. But anyhow, the first step is wake up, see what you weigh, write it down, and then plan out your nutrition. Use the app so you can see in real time what your budget is for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. 
I used to do it without the apps. And then that was awful because I'd be like, okay, I had this and this. And then I'd count the calories. And I'd be like, oh, crap. It's 4 p.m. And I've already gone over 100 calories because I try to keep it, you know, at 1,200 calories for weight loss. And if I'm at 1,200 calories at 4 p.m., that's very depressing. I think, okay, well, screw it. Let's just have some pizza and I'll try better tomorrow. So that's why... Wake up, step one, is the lifestyle essential that puts you in charge and helps you see the whole day at the beginning of the day, okay? So let's move on. Step two is called pump it up. I lift weights two times a week and I wrote my whole routine in the book and I've got a video or two out there on YouTube as well and I love to FaceTime with my best friend and we lift weights and that's what we do. And then the third lifestyle essential is called open up as uh, in my yoga teacher training business. It's called Open Up Yoga Teacher Training. So I do yoga every day, and that's a 60-minute class. And if people are following this program and they choose to do other kinds of cardio, that's fine, that's great, but man, I gotta really tell you, Hatha Yoga class that I have designed, and it's on YouTube, it's called Leaving Bikram. It is for everybody, every shape, every ability, and it has all kinds of options in the video to help you no matter what you can do today and where you're at today and what shape or size. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to be an expert. Just just enjoy. I love that video. And I do that same video every day. I don't goof around and do different ones because there's a system we're working with here that has to do with ritual, order, and ceremony. Trust me, doing the same thing over and over helps you learn about yourself. When you are distracted by always doing different things and just always feeding the monkey mind that just wants stimulation all the time, like that's what the internet is thriving on is your short attention span. You know, you have to be prepared going in to be a little bored sometimes. And that's what Hatha Fusion Yoga is for. If you're bored, then you're boring. It's time for you to do some work about getting interested in the sensations in your body, getting interested in your breath, getting interested in your spirituality, getting interested in being a better person, getting interested in celebrating who you already are, getting interested in cultivating gratitude for your blessings. There's so much work that you get done when you're bored. But bored is like the threshold. Once you cross the little bridge over the little moat of boredom, you enter the empire, the kingdom, your castle, this beautiful realm of magic. But you have to earn it. You cannot just be in it for having fun all the time. Sometimes you have to be dedicated and you have to, that's why it's called a practice. That's why I've committed to doing 365 classes, 365 days in a row. Now, are they the same kind of practice? No, it's the same class, but you'll hear the options that I'm offering in the video. And some days I take those X, those nth degrees, those options that are a little extra. And some days I take option A, where it's like, hey, you can stay here or you know, stay or play, I call it. Yeah. So I ratchet it down on days where I'm really tired. Or maybe there's some pain in my body. I'm healing someplace. So have at it. I, I encourage you, you know, if you start off with a 30 day challenge and you're suddenly your mentality, it changes. I swear it does. That's why people like yoga. All right. So this, the step four is called drink up. Now I'm going to take a sip here because I'm getting kind of thirsty. 
I have borrowed from the hard 75 tradition to drink four liters of water to a day. Now, everybody's different. And I tell you in the book, Light 10 Up, about what your calculation is for water. But the idea here is that you drink four liters of water a day. And I'm here to tell you, this is helping me drink less alcohol. I will decide I have an excuse to be naughty and get into mischief like around one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'll look at my water jug. I have a four liter spa jug on the kitchen counter. And if it's got water in it, it's not time to drink it. Similarly, if I feel noshy, like I want to have a little snack or something, something, I look at the four liter jug of water on my kitchen counter. And that's the darndest thing. If I just keep filling my little Starbucks tumbler here with a straw in it, if I keep drinking my water, I end up finishing the four liters right at about the appropriate happy hour, which around our house is 420. So it's helping me drink less because I'm like, well, I can't drink alcohol yet. Look, I got all this water still. And if I want snacks, well, I haven't been drinking my water because it really is filling. I put a little hint water, a little Himalayan sea salt in it. And so it has electrolytes and flavor. Sometimes I'll, you know, chop up some lemons or limes or cucumber strips or put fresh herbs in the water. And I'm here to tell you, it keeps me on track. I'm not hungry and I'm not goofing around. So something to think about. All right. So the fifth lifestyle essential is five minute lymphatic massage in the shower. So I call it tighten up. Lymphatic massage is helpful for improving the appearance of your skin. Sometimes when we have gained weight, it looks like cellulite or it can be dimply in terms of like the backs of our thighs or our tummy or our arms. Well, dry brushing is the technique we use. Now, I made a video. It's on my YouTube channel and there's big description in the book about how to do it. But basically, just find a dry brush at Whole Foods. It's a specific kind of brush for the skin. And what you're doing is you're moving lymph around your body. Lymph is part of your immune system and lymph can pool in places where adipose tissue fat cells, and the fascia, connective tissue under your skin, ends up kind of just sort of like piling up. And lymph doesn't have a pump to move it around, like the heart moves blood around your body. So to move lymph around your body and, and get tissues cleaned out and and to move the excess fluids into your lymph nodes, you need Hatha yoga poses or a lymphatic massage or a spa technician can do lymphatic drainage treatment to you, or you can do dry brushing, which is free and it feels kind of good. So it's called tighten up because you really can see a difference in the appearance of the backs of your thighs and your tummy and your arms when you do this. So it's a five minute dry brushing before the shower or in the shower as you prefer. Some people like to do it before they jump in. Some people like to do it while they're in the shower. And so that's in there. The sixth life lifestyle essential in the book is uh, called thumbs up because it's the Saturday selfie. Now I've committed myself to posting a selfie Every Saturday and and my stats, like if I've lost weight or if I've gained weight, because it helps keep me accountable. And I am a coach available to my clients so that when they're working with me, they send me their selfie. They send me their stats. 
I have some friends who also like to post too because they, that it, it makes them feel like they're being accountable because there's something magical about sending it out to the universe saying, I'm losing weight. Thank you for your support. People want to give you a thumbs up. They want to help you. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing to be embarrassed by. I've been practicing feeling good about posting. I It used to not be for me. I'm still a little nervous about it, but that's because I'm 52. I'm just really new to the game. But my point is this, a Saturday selfie, you know, just show the world, hey, look, I'm working on myself and I'm getting there. People want to give you the encouragement and you deserve it. Okay. So good for you. And then the seventh lifestyle essential is called stock up. All right. We are planning seven meals every week for dinner. Because the hardest thing in the world is when we're like, oh, what do you want for dinner? I don't know. What do you want for dinner? Don't you hate it? I really hate it. Like it's, <laughs> I don't know what it is about the meal planning for dinners that can just be so stressful. But I have this little magic trick, okay? Because it's ritual, order, and ceremony. Every Monday, we have meatless Monday. So I'll have like a Boca burger and like vegetables. Every Tuesday is Taco Tuesday. So I'll make like ground chicken and toss it in a salad with romaine lettuce, Roma tomatoes, some cheddar cheese, make a little nice dressing with sour cream and salsa. Wednesday's wacky, so we just keep it simple. We have chicken and broccoli, or we have chicken and salad. It's just chicken and veg. Like, it's just what we're doing on Wednesdays, you know? Sometimes I'll make like a Chinese chicken salad, you know, by throwing some coleslaw and slivered almonds in with some chicken breast, toss it with a little bit of Paul Newman's Asian sesame chicken dress, or sorry, Asian sesame um, salad dressing, and then throw in the chicken breast. Yum, yum, yum. Um, I'll cut up a green apple and put it in there too. And then I put in like poppy seeds and sesame seeds and oh, little ribbons of basil. I'll buy like fresh basil and I'll, I'll use my kitchen scissors. It's just the best. So Thursday, I love the show Friends and the salad that the cast members ate every day for lunch for 10 years is the Jennifer Aniston chop salad. The recipe's in my book. And so, yeah, I'll make the chop salad. It's so good. It's got feta cheese in it, Kalmata olives in it. It's got pistachio nuts in it. It's got some herbs in it, like some fresh parsley and mint. It's just, and seeded peeled, chopped up cucumbers. It's just delightful. It's really a hoot. Um, has garbanzo beans in it and some bulgur. So it has, it's a little higher on the carb side. So it's okay to like crunch your numbers and adjust accordingly. But man, there's something magical about feta cheese in there with the Kalmata olives. It's great. Probably because she's Greek and she lived in Greece. She probably brought that recipe back to her friends. Okay. So we do that on Thursday because remember friends was on Thursdays in the nineties. So Friday night, we keep it simple with fish. I was raised Catholic, and we had fish on Fridays all the time. It's kind of an homage to my mother. So I will always make a beautiful piece of cod with some nice herby lemon butter and then serve it alongside some coleslaw. Nom, nom, nom. It's so good. And then Saturday's date night. You know, you got to cut loose. You can't just always like, I'm on a diet. I'm going to eat right. So we have this wonderful practice where if I want to stay in the zone, I'll just roast a chicken and we'll have chicken. Um, if I want to go out, we'll go grab takeout, you know, we'll go to a restaurant or we'll have something delivered. 
if I want to go to a party, you know, at a friend's house, like back in the day before COVID, obviously, you know, then that's our time to be socializing, right? Or or we'll just order a pizza because this is America and you got to have pizza at least once a month. Or, or we call it product night. You know, maybe we're just going to make macaroni and cheese. So that's what we do on Saturday nights, Saturday nights, date night. So that's very fun. And then Sunday I make soup. I love deboning the chicken that I roast on Saturdays and make soup stock. I mean, I go to town. I throw like the carrots, the celery, the onions, a big old packet of like poultry herbs, like the fresh ones of sage and thyme. And whatever other leftovers, I mean, things like Parmesan cheese rind, you know, that's really good to put in soup for a little bit of umami. Like, and I'll just throw in all kinds of stuff like apple cores or carrot peels. And just like, just cook it all down. Like there's parsley in there. Just like whatever's in the fridge that's frankly not looking very pretty just gets thrown into the soup stock pot. And I simmer it like most of Sunday, just letting that kind of cook down. And then I go and I make soup. And I'll follow whatever recipe from the Atkins cookbook I can find or just whatever sounds good. I love carrot ginger soup very much, or I'll just make a stew or chicken soup. But like this soup stock is great to use for any recipe. And so, yeah, Sunday we have soup. And I just love Sunday because it's so soulful. So having soup is just such a sweet thing. And just carrot ginger soup man, there's something so soul stirring about it. I'm, I'm obsessed, you know, or if it's summertime, we'll have like a spacho, you know, or we'll have something that's a little bit um, more adventurous, you know, something with Thai seasonings or something. Oh, like chili. My hairdresser told me the best recipe for chili. So, you know, we just, we have something that was simmering on the stove or in the crock pot. It's just so romantic. Soup, soup on Sunday. And so that's my week. So yeah, I go to the supermarket like on Saturdays or maybe Friday afternoon. And that's the step seven. It's called stock up. Because if you don't have the food in your house, you have to start from scratch every day and go, what are we going to make? I don't know. What do you want to make? And then you end up eating crap. And and that's uh, going to get you the results that you're earning there. But if you have results you want to earn to another effect, sometimes dialing in your nutrition and your wellness and your fitness gets you gets you where you're looking to be and that's, that's what the path I'm on and I'm excited to share with you and I love that you're listening. Okay, so step 8 is is um rest up because we're going to sleep 8 hours. Now, I don't know what the excuses are and they're not really good to entertain. So let's look at the strategy for getting 8 hours of sleep. I call it wash up and wind down. Now, at our house at 4.20, that's when we stop, drop, and do happy hour. You know, we go out to our porch and we have a cocktail and enjoy the sunset. We just chat, you know, even if my husband has to jump back onto the computer to do more work, we just take a break. And that's when I let myself have an alcoholic beverage and I'll hang out with him and then I'll cook dinner. And then if I have a second alcoholic beverage with dinner, that, that happens. But then it's like as soon as 520 happens and happy hour is over and dinner is eaten, I right away clean up the kitchen. I clean up the sink. I dry it out. I turn off the lights in the kitchen. And the kitchen is closed at that point. I'm not going to eat or drink anything else, right? So then here's the practice. I go and I put on my pajamas. There is something magical about just taking off clothes. It's not like I'm wearing a business suit. I wear yoga clothes all day, like bell bottoms and tank tops. Like so, it's so it's not like I'm taking off something stiff and uncomfortable. But there's something magical about just just 
taking off my clothes and putting on my pajamas. The softest, best, highest quality pajamas you could possibly afford will help you become a healthier human. I'm here to tell you because when I clean up my kitchen and I turn off the light and I close it, I say, okay, kitchen's closed. I put on my pajamas. Immediately, I feel my blood pressure drop and I go wash my face. I brush my teeth. I floss my teeth. I use Listerine and I turn off my bathroom lights and I, I kind of walk around the house to just turn off lights. Now, at that point, is when I'm calorie free for the rest of the day. So if I'm sitting there now and watching TV, you know, or reading a book or hanging out with my husband, if if I get like these little feelings like, ooh, you should, you should kick it still. Maybe have another drink. I'm like, no, I have a rule. When I'm in my pajamas, I am not consuming calories. And that that helps me. If I really feel tempted, I use teeth whitening strips. Because you cannot eat and have those in your mouth. That would be awful. That would be poisonous. You know? So Honestly, I jump out of bed at 4 a.m. every day and hit the ground running because I go to bed at 7 at night and I am asleep solid by 8. So I know that's not for everybody, but just ask yourself what you could do to commit to getting up earlier. Getting up earlier gives you more you time. You're not rushed. You're not stressed before the whole family wakes up, get up first and just enjoy the magic moment of a brand new day. And that only happens by getting up early. And I know this because when I fell down on my lifestyle from March through September, it was all about just sleeping as late as possible and staying up as late as possible. I felt like crap. And I I ate like crap and I looked like crap. I felt like crap. So the idea here is, trust me, treat yourself, go to bed. And if you feel like you can't sleep, sleepy time tea is very helpful. Melatonin is very helpful. They sell it at Costco. It's a big old bottle. It's just like one little melatonin and I just conk out. So so bedtime. Yeah. Sleep eight hours. Rest up. Okay. So the ninth lifestyle essential is Tai Chill. And I just taught a couple of classes on learnitlive.com. Feeling really good about that. And we'll make some videos for YouTube as well. I've already got uh, one or two up there, but I'm going to really get into a formalized system where I'm going to teach these classes online every day so everyone can enjoy Tai Chill. It's really fun. I took Tai Chi and I added classic rock and choreography. So it's just like aerobics, but it's really based in a, a beautiful tradition that I'm excited for you to enjoy. And it's fun. And then the 10th lifestyle essential is step it up. 10,000 steps a day. You know, my Apple Watch or the pedometer feature on my phone, they both help me realize how many steps I'm getting. And 10,000 is non-negotiable. It's kind of like eight hours of sleep or four liters of water. It's non-negotiable. You know, um, if you break it up throughout the day to take like a walk in the morning, walk in the afternoon, or if you just stay ambulatory around your home. I mean, if I just have a busy day cleaning house and be bopping around organizing things and and taking care of the pets and running out the trash, maybe I just need to go around the block to get to 10,000. So experiment, see what you need. But trust me, it, it'll change your life. So, so I'm so excited about wake up, pump it up, open up, drink up, tighten up, thumbs up, stock up, rest up, light it up, 
for the Tai Chill and Step It Up for the 10,000 Steps. So thank you for listening, you guys. The book is called Light 10 Up, 10 Lifestyle Essentials to Glow By by Danielle Day. It's not a big read. It's just kind of like a little thing. It's almost like the thickness of a magazine. And I'm here for you. And with this week behind us, we have our best days as a nation ahead of us. And if you're feeling bummed out or sad, stop, drop, and do gratitude. You are loved. You are strong. You are enough. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you again soon. 